Hello. How are you doing? I'm fine, thanks, Faye. Are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. God. This seems to come round just so quickly. It's like we've, I know we go out monthly, but I don't know how podcasters do it, that do it weekly. I think that. I think how do you record and then do all the editing and then get it out every yeah. week? It would be a weekly job for me. It'd be yeah. a whole week's job. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean it already takes quite a long time to prepare for this for a monthly, but I guess maybe we're doing the same amount of work that the weekly podcasters do. But we do it, but all, we do it all in one month, yeah. so maybe that's, that's what it is. So hello, come on in and welcome. Um, today we've got for you, yay or nay crochet, um, we've got the second instalment of our Yarn Club review, um, the final instalment of Stylish Crochet, Finished Objects, Whips, Feeding the Habit, Christmas Crochet Along, maybe, maybe not, and finishing off on what's good. So before we go into ye crochet or nay crochet, I have picked another three people from our Ravelry group. If you aren't in on Ravelry, you're missing out and you're missing out on the chance of a shout out as well. <laughs> and the three people that we have um, picked out randomly this time are Sunflower55, who's called Charlene, hello. Um, the Goff Wife, Lisa, who I think also follows us on Instagram, on our Brilliant. Instagram feed, which is crochet underscore circle, same as Twitter and Pinterest. And um, Mrs B59 from Ravelry. Hello. So hello to all of you. And the person whose birthday, I love this, the person whose birthday is closest to us publishing this is actually a Bex. Oh, when is um, birthday? Did it birthday? I think it's on the first. Um, Bex comes to a wool gathering, so, and I think she sometimes listens and watches us. So yeah, happy birthday, Bex. And wool gathering is tonight, so we're going to have to say happy birthday. I might take a little candle yeah, and put it in her cake. cake. Yeah, mm. well, Katie's doing the cake tonight. Oh, brilliant. Katie does a mean Victoria sponge, and I put in a request for her to do that. So that's my dinner sorted. <laughs> so, um... And just the final bit, our show notes go up on to um, Podbean, which is where we host the podcast from. If you haven't looked at them, go, do go and take a look, because they're really comprehensive. We've got lots of information and lots of effort into them. So that is www.thecrochetcircle.podbean.com. And the eagle-eyed amongst you might have already seen this on YouTube. So Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Um, so episode 7 and 8 went up last week, there's also some stuff from the John Arbin interviews up there. The John Arbin interview has gone live in audio file as well and um, there's the, the little wool challenge that I gave I John. I did watch the wool challenge, good fun. it was good. I, did, I haven't what? listened to the interview yet actually but uh, he's, it's uh, on my list. He's up for anything as John yeah, and I love that about like, it's, it's good fun and the interview's really nice but you know there are some really poignant parts to it as well so it's it's fun but informative which is what we aim yeah. for. Good. So yeah go and check us out in all of those other places, social media and through our show notes. So cracking on, what? Have you got yay crochet or nay crochet? I have a yay crochet this time. I think I had a yay crochet last time I think, as well. I think we generally we like yeah, to be a bit more positive, positive anyway. than negative. Yeah. But um, my yay crochet is really, I suppose it, it could be general and say crochet podcasts. Um, because I have found a few really nice podcasts yeah. that are just crochet. Well, say just crochet. They seem to have knitting sliding in a little bit now. But one in particular oh, that I liked. <laughs> yeah. 
um, is a, a lady called Emma and she's also called Potter and Bloom and Emma is she's a really nice lady and she's really positive and yeah. she's quite funny as well and she's quite honest which I like and she's a crochet designer and having looked on Ravelry at her um, projects, I think I do recognise quite a few. Some, I don't know her at all on yeah. a podcast, so I'm going to go and look yeah. her up and see. And what she talks about, she does a weekly podcast as well, which, you know, like you say, is quite a lot of work it's for me. very time intensive. And then she has a Facebook um, group that you can join. She's on Instagram. But she also invented the Crochet Girl Gang hashtag. Mm -hmm. which I have I know, seen that. Yeah. So basically it was Emma and a friend of hers who could also be called Emma but I'm not actually sure but she's called Stitch and Steel on mm -hmm. Instagram and I think it came from the fact that Emma had noticed some sort of a bit of bad vibes from people you know how you get people on Facebook and leave nasty comments and yeah. things like that and basically what she wanted to say was oh you know let's all be nice yeah. really because there's no, there's need, no need for it yeah and so it's kind of a little fist that the yes um, i have yeah seen that. it's a fist with a crochet hook in yeah and it says crochet girl gang and she actually sells merchandise with that fist on which Excellent. i thought was really good so um i've been listening to emma whilst i've been knitting away this month which i'll talk a bit more about later but um yeah she you can find her she's called potter and bloom so you'll find her if you type that into a google search and have a listen yeah. so she's learning to knit at the moment so she's taking people through her learning process on yeah. knitting socks so that was quite nice that's good so crochet here from you um for me it's about the speed at which i can crochet projects um, I tend to, a lot of my knitting projects tend to be larger, some of my crochet ones are as well, but actually when I need that really quick fix of like a quick finished object because I feel that I have to have something on the go, um, it's usually crochet that I turn to because I can crochet quickly but also I, I just think your project grows more quickly mm. in general um, and I'm just loving the speed at which I can just have a finished object through crochet. So that's my my yay, um, and I've been working on crochet socks, and they are really quick to do. Yeah, I mean, I've tried are... to crochet sock, believe it or not. I need to. I need yeah. to get that on my list for next year. I, I, think. Don't, I don't think it's that much quicker than knitting a sock. It to me, it just feels like it is, yeah. um, because the pattern just grows so mm -hmm. much more, and it's such a different end project. I know it's a sock, but. A crocheted sock is a very different beast, yeah. I think, from a knitted sock. And yeah, I'm just, I'm loving being able to flick through lots of very quick projects um, at a time when I'm really busy and still feeling like I'm crafting mm -hmm. and giving it proper attention and still learning. That's actually probably one of the more important parts is that with every little crochet project that I do I'm still learning techniques and I'm still learning stitches and I'm speeding up as well so I don't think you ever stop learning with crochet yeah. I think there's always a stitch or a little technique and you think well I've just said I haven't knitted a sock I mean I've yeah. been crocheting for absolute years but I haven't actually knitted a sock uh, crocheted a sock I've crocheted a Christmas stocking if that counts it's the same principle yeah to be honest but uh, not an actual pair of socks so, so yeah two years from us brilliant um, now we're going to move on to something that you must be quite excited about because we're moving <laughs> on to yarn clubs. 
So Lynn is in much the same position that I was in last month where she's had something come through your door. When did that arrive? How many this weeks ago? This arrived pretty much soon after the last podcast. Yeah. So it's been sat on the bed upstairs. Now I am going to be absolutely honest. I did forget that I was not meant to open it and I undid the ribbon and I started to open the box and then I thought, oh, I'm not, not supposed to open it. The yarn is wrapped up inside so, so it didn't still, spoil you it. You still haven't seen it. However, then on Twitter, I went onto Twitter one day and there was a picture of it. Oh, it's a bit naughty. Oh, what? No. Who, who'd put the picture up? The Barbar Brick House. Mm. And so I Although, quickly to be fair, looked at people to don't wait company. three weeks, four weeks <laughs> yeah. to open. So I looked away really quickly. So I kind of can't remember exactly exactly what the mm. colourway is. All as I do remember is thinking, oh, that's really nice. Yeah. Good. So that's a good thing is that I know it's going to be nice because I vaguely remember what it was like. And I think you were a bit concerned yeah. that it might just be a yeah. bit bright. Because the um, inspiration for this particular yarn, uh, the colourway, was a stained glass window. Yeah. So the image that was on, the picture that was on the website um, was kind of the black outline of the window and then red and then quite an emerald mm. green and a bright blue and I'm thinking oh if it if it comes and it's those kind of dual colours oh, I'm might, not really might sure be but it isn't good so that's good so whilst so, you're opening that I'm going to quickly just do a recap so I've been getting a three month subscription of a yarn only club and I reviewed that last month and I'll also show you what my latest colour is Lynn has gone for a yarn club, which means that she gets yarn and a few other bits and pieces and you'll go through cost and all of those elements, but hers is a one month only subscription. And then the next one will be um, yarn boxes, which come with a pattern and everything else, and I'll go on to that in a minute. So yeah. this is so Lynn's reaction. So this is my um, box, and look, it's a nice... You know, it's come in a nice box. It had a really nice ribbon round it and the tag from Barbar Brick House. So, Ooh. what do we have? We have crunch crunch, little wrapped up yarn package, and my little extra is a little ball of very canine British blue, which I really, really love this yarn. Yeah. And I don't actually have this. Um, particular shade in my stash. It's lovely. I think I pretty much have a lot of the other ones. So this, we've done, yeah. we've done quite a lot with it. <laughs> uh, British blue um, for the book and just testing it out as well. So that would actually look really nice mm. with the little. It's like a minky brown, like a browny colour. Have you got some yeah. hand? I think is it this. Doing that one or the darker one? The it darker would go one, with, but it would go with the, yeah, the grey as well the as and well. the blue. I don't think I've got any of that blue. I've got um, certainly got the brown. I've got the grey. So I've got my a little note, sort of um, explaining about the club and where to get more information from. This uh, stained glass window. So I have a little picture of a stained glass window. So that's the inspiration. Which was the inspiration for the colour colourway for the day. actual photo. They've gone mm -hmm. out and they've. Mm -hmm. I can see the Kodak line on it. We'll put a photo up in the show notes of it. And I think the um, stained glass window is situated not far away from Barbar Brick House um, headquarters mm -hmm. itself. So it's all like a local. Um, so you've got the photo of the inspiration, 25 grams of Erica's 
British Blue and Julie and Yarn. And I've got my yarn and it was £21 okay. for those. And it's, it looks like it's 100 grams of it's, yarn. Yeah, it's 100 grams. So I'll undo the yarn. It's really nicely packaged as well. It is nicely packaged. So, it's nice when you get nicely packaged things. Yeah, I, I've, I've got mixed feelings about that because you're paying for the packaging. So when, when my Life in the Long Grass one came through, it was literally in a plastic bag in a jiffy bag. And part of me was thinking, oh, I wish it had been nicely packaged. And then the other half of me thought, well, it's not necessary, it's not necessary yeah. because I'm just going to do what I'm going to, I'm paying more postage for that. And environmentally, it's just more packaging. I think it's more for me, the environmental yeah. side of things. I try to use recycled um, things or I try not to use sticky things when yeah. I wrap things up. So if I use tissue paper, which I've got that's recycled anyway, um, well, it's recycled content. I try to. I've worked out a nice way to fold it all and, and wrap my things up, mm. and then I just tie up some wool, some what? yarn. But why are you referring to that? Well, you were talking, so <laughs> no, you won't be able to hear. Oh, oh, now then, that is not that at all is what I thought not it was going what to I be. thought it was going to be. In so fact, is that not what you thought it was on Twitter? I think I looked away so quickly that I can't remember. I remembered it had a, like a light base to it, and I, and then I couldn't remember much else. But this is nice. Do you know it's... what? From from this, I I just thought they were going to totally saturate it completely with colour. I'm glad it's not saturated. No, because I didn't think because I like the light, that. the light base, and I like the different colours in it. I love that deep red, and I love yeah. the blue, and I love, I love all of it. Actually, I would love really to see nice. this wound into really a cake nice. and see how different it is. Yeah, I can do and that. And they had, you know what? They haven't gone all out on the yellow. They've stuck to the mustardy colours. Which I'm glad stain. about because I'm not when we died. Uh, yeah, yellow, yellow. That yellow is hideous. Yeah. <laughs> it was not for me. <laughs> But that is my, it's one of my favourite yeah. colours really, and that blue, it's lovely. So you're pleased with that? Yeah, I'm really pleased. I am really pleased because I was quite worried. And for me, this is quite a lot of money for me yeah. to spend. I wouldn't normally do it, but we, had to. The, we had to do yeah. it for the podcast. But, um, Selfishly yeah. for you people. And Erica Knight is one of my favourite yeah. yarns as well. So that's and really actually, nice. That retails addition. at £4.20 for the 25 grams. So, so when actually, you think, um, yeah. you know, that could, that you're probably looking at sort of 15, 16 pounds yeah. and that. So, yeah, and then you've got your little card, your as, well. card as well, which has been printed onto photographic paper. So, so it was £21.50? £21 and then the rest was postage which was okay. about £2.50 okay. which I didn't so think was not bad, bad to be honest though. Not bad. Um, and yeah, so yeah, it's good value for money. And quite a bit of ribbon that you can reuse I can reuse the ribbon, well. definitely. I, w I always keep ribbon. And so. the tissue can be recycled or yeah. then composted as well, so actually not so bad. So I'll keep the, I'll keep the tag. Um, you know, in case I want to take a photo and when I've finished. I'm not sure what I'm going to make with it. I'm thinking that I want to make myself a nice scarf, a mm. crocheted scarf. Because the meterage on it, you have got 400 meters. Yeah, so it's good. It's a good meterage yeah. on that. So, yeah. What does it recommend? Two to four. Two to four. Which is so good really for me. So I might use a. I might use even use a four and a half mil hook and make a nice sort of scallopy shell yeah. scarf. I'm, I'm not sure yet. I'm, I'll do it myself 
and it is 100% Blueface Leicester, but specifically British, which is yeah. what Barbar Brickhouse yeah, do. They, they do. again feature in on British yarns. Lovely. Yes, when so I saw that bit coming out, I was like, oh, it's a bit like your Ziggy Stardust. Yes, one. I did. I did. I was like, mm, I hope I, there's more to it. Yeah. Where's the green? But it's it changes all it completely when you yeah. see the rest of it, but it is the same. Red and blue it is, is the Ziggy it? one, yeah. which I do actually love, love and I've, I've got plans for that as well. But this lady, um, the, is it Sylvan? Sylvan. Yeah, Sylvan Yeah, Tiger. I do like her dye actually, the way mm. that she dyes. So, and like yeah, I say, when this has been caked up, it will look completely different. Even if you didn't cake it, but just to reskin it, you'd, you would get a better idea of how mm -hmm. it's going to um, colour combine. Yeah, Katie Pierce nice. is the lady yeah. who's the hand dyer on that one. So, so yeah. how do you feel about it now that you've got to the same point that I am? There is like a feeling of trepidation. Yeah. Like, what if I don't like it? Yeah, there is definitely. And I'm doing it live on air and what do I say about yeah. it? Well, we would all ever be truthful anyway, but thankfully. Yeah. Thankfully, it is really nice and I am really looking forward to, to working that into something. Nice. Something so that would be a one skin project for you? Yeah, yeah. I'll make Brilliant. sure that it's a one skin project and that there isn't really any waste. Yeah. Somehow. And for me, I've got it here. Oh, this was it, yeah. month two of my yarn club. So again, I've got two of these because I doubled up mm -hmm. and it's called Blackcurrant and I, I really yeah, like it. Yeah, it's deep, isn't it? Yeah. Like, and really. I think this one is probably more of a shawl for me, mm -hmm. but it's got going into kind of um, movie colours in there into lighter pinks and quite a lot of going to kind of plummy purples it's quite <laughs> the only word that could come to mind was purplicious yeah. and I don't think purplicious is a word <laughs> it's purplicious and um, I really love it and um, hints of the base colour as well so I've got two of these I think it's going to be a shawl or a scarf of some mm -hmm. description instead but I've been thinking on because my first one was um, mustardy colour. So you were wondering, weren't you, Faye, whether the three um, different dyes would coordinate? Yeah, and I suspect they will, Yeah. Um, having seen what they produce and the way that they work it. And if they do, then I might try and find something that combines all three. But in the meantime, I've been thinking about what I might do with my mustard, and I've come across a pattern a jumper pattern, I really want to knit a jumper, which I haven't done yet, I've only ever crocheted garments. And I found this one which has got striping, which I think could look really fabulous with either a cream base with the mustard mm -hmm. or a mustard base with the mustard speckles. And it's called Stratum by a lady called, I suspect she's German, so it would be Carolina Eckerdahl. Um, and I was just scouring through Ravelry for stripy jumpers. And I just, I think that will, just look really good um, with that yarn. So I'm going nice. to see what comes in mm -hmm. next week's. And Is that, are you going to get another one next week? Mm -hmm. oh, and then that's, that's me, I'm done. Yeah. Um, I'm done with yarn clubs. Yeah. I've really enjoyed it though. Yeah. And I'm intrigued to see what, um, Charlotte is a listener to the podcast um, and she's been getting um, it's a little box of crochet. Cr yeah, and yeah. crochet. Um, yeah. So she's had those two and she's actually had them both at the same time, so not one one mm -hmm. month, one the next. She says she's going to go down to one subscription, but she has had months where she's had both of them come through. Yeah. So she hopefully will be able to provide us with 
photos of what she made, um, some really good in-depth reviews on what's come through the door and what she liked and what she didn't like. So because neither of you, neither of us have had um, a crochet box and I'm going to be perfectly honest here, it's not something that I would buy because it's not the type of projects that I Yeah, I make. mean, that is the same for me. They're lovely, and when I see the pictures on Instagram, I think, oh... Beautiful, and they're boxed they're up amazing. beautifully, they are lovely. And, you know, the little projects are really cute and, and everything, but I don't think I could buy the box to make that I'd just probably go into my stash and yeah. make it myself. And, and that's no disrespect no, to, to the boxes none, themselves. None just, at all. You know, they're, they're very, lovely. very popular. And when I went to... Um, Yarndale and I went for a walk around the little box of crochet they were there and they Kate, like great fun <laughs> it's Kate, is it Kate Brunig and she does the little canal barge do you remember yes. we looked yeah. at it once and they had on their head do you know like an old pillar box hat yeah, they had it on. and they had yeah. a crocheted one with little box of so LBC on the top and it was all uh, ornate and little beads and everything. They were amazing. Yeah. It works really good. I the, love the work. The the boxes are mm. beautiful. It's just it's not the way that I craft and like you I would just head to my stash because yeah. my stash is yeah. quite sizable. Um so I wouldn't I would never feel the need to get that subscription. But luckily Charlotte does and she'll be able to give us feedback. And I also really like this aspect of having listeners help us to review stuff so it's not just our take on it because yeah. We both craft in quite specific ways, mm -hmm. so it's lovely for um, listeners and watchers to actually be able to have their pitch in on what we do with the crochet yeah. circle as well. And it gives another so opinion, it's not just yeah. us, you know, because exactly. everybody has a different opinion on everything, don't you, really? So it's nice to bring that into it. Yeah. So, yeah, so lovely. I'm, I love that. Can't wait to use it. I did have a look to see if there were any other box not the little box of crochet mm -hmm. types, but the more where you get the yarn and then other the, the, the hand-dyed yarn yeah. rather, sorry. Because just to mention, little box of crochet and crochet yay are not hand-dyed yeah. yarn. They're, they're just different, whatever. They I don't know what, in, I think. what yarn and whether it's different every month or whatever. I think I've seen the sheepies stuff I've in there. I've seen the sheepies, yeah. yeah, but I, I don't know if it changes every month. But on the hand-dyed front, the only other box clubs that I could find when I did an internet search was that Ver I know that Verity from Truly Hooked. She does. She does them, although she hasn't got anything up at the moment, so I couldn't see how much anything was, and there didn't seem to be. People have done reviews of them, but they didn't say how much they were. Yeah. So uh, she did a fabulous box. It looked amazing. So it was a hand-dyed skein of yarn uh, with a lush soap. Yeah, and the the lush soap was quite um, like pastely colours, but nice, like green, pink. Yeah, and then there were about half a dozen little pots yeah. of lush products, and then the the hand dyed yarn actually matched the soap, yeah. so she thought about it quite a lot. Yeah, she did. Do you remember when we interviewed yeah. her? Yeah, they were all her bathroom, up, Yeah, it was all stacked. <laughs> her bathroom smelled of lush products, and that was what it. Um, yeah. I don't know if it was for this subscription. I think she's used the lush stuff before, but it's yeah. a great idea. So, yeah. So, that, so there was that one, and then the only other thing that was very that was slightly similar was the knitting goddess who sells yarn, sock yarn, but also sells the pattern to yeah. go with it. But 
not like little extras or anything but there was a pattern in there everything else was just uh, you, you, there are subscriptions that you talked about last yeah. time but with the hand dyed yarn and i came across the same issue as you that um quite a few of them have them on their website but you can't get the cost unless it's at the sign up subscription point i think there were two or three that i was looking at and I couldn't actually get any prices to be able to filter yeah. into the show notes because they weren't at the point of receiving subscriptions. I suppose if it depends on the cost of the little extras. Yes. So that has to be incorporated yeah. into the final cost. So I suppose it's not a standard yeah. cost anyway. And I think there may be other people that do stuff through like the Yarn Mama stuff, but it might be a slightly different way. Like I know Becca has one, which is a blanket club. Mm -hmm. But that's a much longer subscription because mm -hmm. you're signing up to it maybe on a 12-month basis. Yeah. So it's a similar principle, and I think we get little extras in that as well. But the difference with the Barbar Brickhouse one is you can do it just for a month. Yeah. So you can... It's almost a really good test bed to see mm -hmm. if you like the concept of having a subscription or not. And also if it's your birthday or something, yeah. you might just yeah. want to treat yourself. It's nice to just do a one-off yeah. subscription. I, d I don't personally think I would sign up to something that was 12 months long. I, don't, I couldn't afford to. Especially mm. if I didn't know what the project was going to be. Yeah. So lots of people are doing mystery knit-alongs and crochet-alongs at the moment. Not my bag no. at all. Just would, would not like the idea of signing up to something and starting it and then yeah. not knowing what the end product's going to be. So straight least. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, is that everything from you on I think your, that's your everything, club yes. Yeah, I think it was really. I mean, the other question that we put to ourselves was, would I do it again? Yeah. And the answer is, not because I didn't enjoy the process, I did, just purely cost, I think, and mm -hmm. the fact that, I'm, you know, we've got other priorities in life, really. I couldn't just keep buying a subscription every few yeah. months but it is my birthday and it is Christmas coming up so maybe I'll yeah. just put some of that money that I usually get aside and treat myself yeah and I know um, quite a few people who this is how they buy their yarn they don't necessarily go out to yarn shops and they don't necessarily go and buy lots of stuff at yarn mm -hmm. festivals actually they wait for indie dyers to bring stuff out through subscription boxes it's just I guess it's it's what just you like it, it's yeah mm -hmm. each to their own yeah um so you would do it as a special thing? Yeah, I would really. I mean, I think once I get my yarn stash sorted out and I know I'm really on top of it mm. and I'm at a position where I know that if I buy some yarn, I will actually use it. Yeah. I might have a different thought process. Whereas at the moment, I just know if I buy something, it could just get stuck up there. Which yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. Don't get me wrong. It's good to have a substan you know, a, not a substantial stash, but it is good to have some yarn in a stash because yeah. it can just give you inspiration and you might want to go and have a little mooch and see what yeah. you can find. But I don't want to just keep feeding my yarn stash. You no, do actually want it, to get you the, want to, to the point where I'm actually making it into something nice. You want to be crafting with it. Yeah, well. I do. So okay. yeah, we'll see how see how we go. So that's it on Yarn Clubs until next month when we've got Charlotte's lovely review coming through. Which puts us on to Yarn Review. And we've been sent some, I'll call it, it's called Shropshire Ply. And um, you may remember me talking about a yarn store which isn't too far from us. It's about 
an hour and a half's drive because mm -hmm. you go up and over all the hills but actually it's about um, 45 minutes away on the train from Crewe and they're over in Shrewsbury and the shop is called You and Ply. I went in there the first time a few months ago and got talking to one of the owners, Teddy, and she was telling me that she had a new yarn coming out in, in time for Yarndale and we'd been talking about the podcast and she offered to send us some for us to review for the podcast because it's a brand new yarn with very good local provenance. So before I go into our actual review, what I want to do is just give you a little bit of the background to it, just so you understand the pride behind this yarn. Um, so you imply is owned by Terry and Becca, and this is what Becca sent me through yesterday. And she says, the idea for this yarn began about four years ago with Terry suggesting that it would be possible to contact the keepers of very small flock of sheep near to us and buy their fleeces to have their spun. The idea floated around for years until we got you and Ply going, that's the shop. Um, Teddy has got her own flock of 20 pedigree Shropshire sheep and the idea took on more substance. She got in touch with other keepers of Shropshires that live nearby and they managed to pull together 300 fleeces. Oh. And the way that they did it is quite often you've got people who own much smaller flocks but they don't have enough fleeces at the, during the clip season to send them off to the wool board. So they never realise anything with that yeah. fleece in particular. So what Terry and Beck have done is pull together all of those fives, tens, twenties of like shop fleeces. Yeah, like yeah. really nice yeah. little cooperative. Yeah. And they've got together 300 fleeces. Great. Um, she says, um, none of the fleeces for our yarn came from more than 10 miles of where we live and work. That's amazing. I love that. We met some of the sheep um, whose fleece we bought <laughs> and we got to see where and how they were kept. We also talked to the people who kept them and were privy to enthusiasm and pride that was inherent in what they were doing. Until very recently Shropshires were an endangered breed. Thankfully through the hard work of people like Temi they are once again thriving. And by using their fleeces almost exclusively within our yarn we can help to ensure that they continue to do so. She says that um, because Terry has her own sheep, she has them shorn and therefore Becca got to go and help her out with that process this year. It sounds like they had lots and lots of fun. Day, yeah. Now, one of the things that they have done is added another type of fibre into it, but it is predominantly Shropshire. And what they've added in is uh, across Wensleydale and Blueface Leicester. Mm -hmm. So with that, what you're going to get with the Blueface Leicester is some more softness yeah. and with the Wensleydale sheen and um, kind of luster on it. But it's it's what lots of people would term as rustic when, when it's to hand, when it's caked up and when it's in the skein. And they've kept with natural colours and they've also dyed up, I think it's eight different colours as well, including this, which is quite an acidic, I wouldn't say it's mustard, it's like an acidic yellow bordering mm. on green. Mm -hmm. um, so we were given some of their four ply and some of their DK and rather than us splitting that down and I try a little bit of the four ply and the DK and Lynn does the same we split it out so you took the DK and I yeah. took the four ply what did you make of the DK and what did you so, make from it? Um, I do have a photograph of the DK when I uh, caked it up so I'll put that in the show notes just so that you can see um, it is quite rustic and when I, um, I mine was a pale grey colour 
so I don't it's actually it, quite it, a bit paler than yeah, this, isn't it? Yeah, face is a bit darker, mine's quite pale. I almost wondered if it was a bit mousy rather than grey, but yeah, I think it's, it's it is grey. Yeah, it has a little tiny bit of a brown tinge. So I had this, I think I had 28 grams, yeah. did I? Did you weigh it? Because I, 28 grams stuck in my mind, but yeah, so not a lot. And I thought, well, I know Faye is going to knit with the four ply, so I'll just crochet with it. And I kept looking at it and thinking, you know, what can I make with 28 grams of yarn? It's not really a great deal. And it, uh, the first thing I noticed when I picked it up was it is quite rusty because you said it's quite crispy, I yep. thought. It was quite crunchy. And I did worry at first that it was going to irritate my hands, maybe, or make that because I do have quite sensitive skin. But you know, when I started using it, I was really, the it's more I used delightful. it, the it's more lovely. I used it, the more I really, yeah. really liked it, I'm going to be honest, There's it's like lovely. There's like a butteriness to mm. it, um, and yeah, it, it works really well. It I'm does. sitting with you, I was a little sceptical, I was mm. like, mm, I can feel you, but actually, I, lo I mean, I love working with that anyway, to me this is proper wool, it's not been like, manipulated to within an inch of its life. I did notice when I was caking it up, the smell was mm -hmm. so nice. It has a lovely scent to it's it. It's not. What? What? It's not sheepy, sheepy. No. I'm wondering how it's much awesome. lanolin there is, and I don't know enough about lanolin, so I might be talking completely out of turn. I don't know. I thought, wondered if they'd done something, or whether that's just how the sheep smell. I don't really know. It's lovely. But it was a really it, nice smell. Like Fragrance a, came out like when, a floral. I was, when I was um, caking it up. You know, so that was nice. So anyway. In the end, what I decided to make was a little tea cosy for my teeny tiny teapot. It's lovely. Which I was really, really pleased with. So I have this little teapot. I've now been banished to work upstairs in the wall nest, which is on the top floor of the house. We've got three floors. But what I was noticing was I had to keep going up and down all the time to get a drink and then I kept spilling it on the stairs. <laughs> that <laughs> would a, not go down well. Bit of a disaster with a hot chocolate one day, so I thought, oh, this isn't going very well. So I dug out my little teapot, I thought, I know I've got a little teapot, so now what I do is I fill my teapot with hot mm -hmm. water and then take it's my cup up. upstairs and then it's easy. And it... So yeah, I've made, um, it's quite an open pan and the yarn is quite sturdy, mm -hmm. so I wasn't sure whether... I was doing the right thing really or whether I should have done something a bit chunky but I wouldn't have had enough yarn so I didn't really have an option but actually now that it's finished it's, it's really nice it's so nice so I really enjoyed working with it as I say the more I used it the more I really liked it so I just shaped the top of my tea cosy it's just an open shell pattern and then I blended it with this do you recognize it it's Liza Conway yeah, stuff isn't it from Yardale yeah. and when I picked the Eliza Conway yarn up, I realised that it's that's really rustic yeah, that and is. this is actually, uh, the you imply is yeah. nice and soft compared to that because you could definitely not use that, I don't think. It, it's a bit like a garment, um, the, the Eliza Conway. Sometimes it can be a bit like knitting and crocheting with thorns. It's, <laughs> like it's lovely, it. I, I really love the finished effect of yeah, it. I but do. you would not but put that anywhere near it. No. You wouldn't have it. Anywhere on your body, and just crocheting with the Eliza Conway, it does. Um, you, feel, you know, it's quite, definitely quite a homewares type. 
So yeah, the only thing I noticed with the You Imply um, Shropshire yarn was that it's not very stretchy. So whereas normally when I make a tea cosy, I can fit it over the tea cosy, I just had to um, add a little button to it in the corner. So I only sewed one corner up and then I sewed, left the other open so mm -hmm. that I could quite easily put it on and take it off. But it's, it's such a lovely yarn to work with and like I say, you think it's one thing and then you start working yeah, with it's it and it's completely yeah. And I haven't different. washed that and, then, no. and it's softened up whilst I've whilst been using working, it. Yeah. And I think it's also softened up from the heat of the, of the teapot because yeah. I have been using it on my teapot now. And then I had enough to make a little um, coaster to put my teapot on. And then I had a teeny tiny bit left and I made a flower. And that was out of 28 grams. And that was all out of 28 grams. I've got three usable things yeah. because what I've started to do is with tiny leftovers is to make small flowers and I'm going to make a little wreath or something yeah. like that with it. So all of the things that I've made out of 28 grams all being used, yeah. which is fantastic. So you like the, the wool? I think I would use, well, I would use it again, absolutely, without a doubt. I've, in my mind, I've either got a blanket mm -hmm. that I think God, would be, be so lovely, it would be so, mm -hmm. so lovely and warm, or maybe something that I could have felt. Yes, I, I didn't test it for felting, yeah. partly because um, I didn't want to. Well, I, I was going to, but I didn't have enough because felting normally shrinks by about a third, yeah. so I would have had to make something bigger for it to shrink and then I wouldn't have had enough mm -hmm. yarn, so I might... Um, try a felted project. I was thinking some slippers or something. Yeah, it felted. would make it would amazing make slippers. really nice slippers. I don't know how much it is and I don't know how much you get for the for the price. It is £12 a skin for 100 grams. For 100 grams. And it is 247 metres. This is the DK. Mm -hmm. But 247 metres on the DK. And I can't remember because the stuff that I got through I didn't have a ball band on so I think we're on about 400 maybe for the four ply. For the four ply. Yeah. So yeah I will look into that because then when you took a photograph when you went to visit them last weekend there were some nice colours. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. So I had the four ply and first thing that I did with it again it was it was a little bit I did a test square, the knitted one that we that Lynn created. So if you ever need a knitted test square to try out uh, yarn, then this is on her page on Ravelry. Um, and I wanted to do this because in particular, I thought the yarn would be very good with stitch definition on cables and lace, and it really, really is. I think it shows cables up beautifully. I actually think this in an iron jumper yeah but, but like a finer a lighter weight iron jumper would be incredible so my feeling was that it knits really nicely it blocked nicely it grew by about eight percent when i blocked it out and i didn't i didn't block it block it too aggressively because there is very little give in this yarn it really you could not describe it as elastic because it's so far mm -hmm. removed from elastic and it softens up beautifully when you wash and block it. So yeah, that's been washed and blocked once and it's there, the memory is mm -hmm. there, it's not curling, I know I've moss stitched the mm -hmm. sides but it's not curling, it's not going anywhere. So then I had a little bit left and I, so I made a bat, I've made myself Brian the Brit bat 
um, for Halloween <laughs> and his face, all of his head, is made in the Shropshire uh, four-ply and actually it was really good for Amagroe. So if you were going to make something for a child that was a bit rough with its toys, um, <laughs> this would stand up really well and it was great. I was a little sceptical to begin with I because it has not got a high twist on it and I thought maybe it would split a bit when I was crocheting with it. Not an issue, really not an issue. Yeah, the only thing I was going to say actually is I did my, I always do when I'm working in the round, I always start my amigurumi or whatever I'm doing, so like the coaster and the flower, I start with a magic ring and then you have to pull the magic ring tight. Yeah. So I always check before I start my crochet how strong the yarn is because um, if it snaps really easily when you're pulling the magic yeah. ring short then it can just go. Yeah. So I did snap it and it does snap. It, it had three plies but even so it wasn't twist. It wasn't a high twist no. so it does snap so you just have to be careful that you don't overwork it and it snaps. I, I didn't snap at all to be fair, it, it was fine but you can snap it with your hands. Yeah. Okay, so you easily. don't mean that it broke, you just no, mean no, that it just, there's so little yeah. given it that actually yeah. you, can, you can pull it taut yeah, like, and it will. Let me just do this at the audio because you'll hear it. Yeah, and if you gave it probably just a tiny bit more, if you, the scissors weren't there, you could snap it with your hands without it hurting yeah. your hands. Yeah. But um, yeah, it doesn't snap as easily as some other yarns that I've used. Yeah. So, because I liked it so much with the Brian the Brit bat, it's quite a tongue twister, mm -hmm. and I liked it so much for the knitted um, sample square. I bought some more and they do mail order so I got it through their shop and I did myself <laughs> a sock. So this is the one of the Mumble socks from the Crochet Project's latest book Raw and Kat Golden kindly sent me through a PDF copy and we will be reviewing that probably next podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, but I figured one sock isn't really enough to do a book review on. But I... Um, I have now washed it because I actually wore it all day yesterday and I again was a little sceptical because you know it's you know you're feeling it it's you know this is not merino this is not cashmere this is woolly wool and I was in here all day yesterday on my feet tidying up from in here maybe from eight until half seven last night and absolutely not an issue. So did you have shoes on with it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, your boots. Yeah, I had these boots yeah. that I've got yeah. on today. Because so, they're quite thick, aren't they? Yep. They're not and you know what? fine. They were yeah. delightful because my standard sock is 100% wool. These are like my everyday ones because I haven't yet knitted and crocheted enough socks that I can only ever wear handmade. So this was from John Lewis. This is two years old now. <laughs> <laughs> it does get washed, but it's wearing thin. Um, on the foot and so I had one foot wearing one of my standard socks and one foot in my Shropshire ply and it was so squidgy and there was so much um, softness around my feet, really good cushioning that my feet, my right foot didn't hurt at all yesterday. I wouldn't say my left foot was sore but I could feel I knew I'd been on my feet all day mm -hmm. long and that had so much cushioning it was lovely to wear. Now it doesn't really have a lot of give, so when you're crocheting socks with it in particular you've not got lots of elasticity mm -hmm. to get it onto your foot. So it's not a, oh I've slipped my sock on, um, it takes a little more manoeuvring with that. But actually I just find that with crocheted socks, 
in general I have yet I've only done two this is my third sock so I'm on my second pair but I find that with my other pair as well that they don't just mm -hmm. slip on your feet like a an ordinary shop bought or a knitted sock would so I probably need to give that another test with another type of wool that's yeah. got more elasticity but it was, great. it was really lovely to have on my feet and there were only a couple of occasions where I felt a little bit of and I'm not going to say a prickle because it wasn't a tingle mm -hmm. um, but it was generally when I stopped moving um, so I really I loved it and again like I was last time I wasn't sure once I'd done one and then I was after I'd worn it all day so I am on to sock mm -hmm. number two but the difference unwashed to wash. Yeah, I can feel the softness. It's incredible. And that's only on one. And I literally put that in for two minutes, did that, just mushed it around, took it out, um, kind of stood on it in a towel and then put it mm. on the towel on a radiator to slowly dry. It would probably be quite helpful in yarn shops if they just have a washed and an unwashed yeah. tension square, wouldn't yeah. it? Hanging up. So you could actually feel, because I yeah. think. You know, if you you could potentially be put off by something that you might feel oh it's a bit a bit rustic, mm. but if there was a wash tension square there, you, you could you feel, feel the it. difference, and you might think oh actually no, this is really nice. I'm going to buy this. And what I would say is, if that's something that you're interested in understanding what sheep breeds come out like, then another podcast, Knit British, Louise Scully has done lots of work on mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. and within well not just Louise but actually her listeners as well and within her Ravelry thread there's a whole load of information about sheep breeds what they're like for different stitches and Does how they are after washing database or, yeah. and, and how people have worn it yeah. lots of people have worn them kind of here on yeah. their clothing to see how bricklier they are how well they um, are with friction there's so much information mm -hmm. so I would say go and have a look at that. If you're really into your breed wools, have a look at what's been done in the Knit British podcast because there's some really great work there. So yeah, I am, that I just, am a fan. To me, I would never have imagined that, that the way that this sample feels, this mm -hmm. knitted sample, is that yarn. Yeah. It's really nice. And I think you can't, you can't just feel something and make an assumption on it so i'm with you if you're going into your local yarn shop it would just be lovely if they had something yeah, washed you just don't so you know, can really you? get to see the character yeah. of it as a customer you yeah. wouldn't really know oh, yeah. actually when that's washed it's going to be really nice how would you know that if you hadn't tried it so i am taking these down i've had a request from um helen one of the listeners she's asked me to bring the socks down mm -hmm for her to have a look at because one I think her mum lives in Shrewsbury and has, keeps on offering to go and buy her some of this and two she's interested in doing the mamble socks so I've said that I will take these down to your emporium on the 6th of November and she okay. can have a squidge and mm -hmm. see what she thinks of them so yeah I would not only would I say I will go and buy more I have done twice over now because I got this stuff by mail order and I got this one when I was in the shop last weekend and this I will get this pair of socks out of one 100 gram ball so I'm, I'm, so I'm really good, pleased good with value. that I think it is yeah a pair mm. of socks for 12 pounds and my effort and these are I suspect going to be hard wearing I checked them over yesterday the bits that I thought were probably most at risk with the toes couldn't see any issues 
the pads I suspect are going to felt really nicely. These are going to be toasty mm -hmm. little socks. Mm -hmm. But then you could easily make them oversized and make them into bed socks as well. Yeah. But actually really comfortable in mm -hmm. my in my boots. Check it out, go and have a look on you and Plyer's website, but we'll put links into the show notes for you. Yeah, pleased with them. Good. Anything more to add on your interview? No, I think I think that's it for me. Okay. So, oh, sorry, I have got one thing to add, which isn't necessarily in your interview, but given that I was talking about socks, I just I said I would come back to this after the last pair of socks that I crocheted, and I'd tell you how the pattern holds up and also how the yarn holds up. Mm -hmm. So I've been wearing my other pair of crocheted socks quite a lot, no issues whatsoever, with either of the ways that I cro um, crafted? crafted the toes. So I did one the way that it was suggested in the pattern and one I Kitchener stitched. You wouldn't know the difference between the two. And the yarn is still as lovely and soft and warm as it ever was and it shows no signs of wearing at all. And I also got feedback back from Janakins to say that the little design line socks from Arna and Carlos yeah. that I made him, that I was, a, I was a bit poo-pooish about the yarn. She says they have softened and softened and softened and they are absolutely beautiful. And when Winky is told to go and get a pair of socks, oh, they're the ones so. that he looks for. That's really nice. He yeah, another perfect. So yeah, <laughs> he's getting a beer for Christmas. Um, but the point being that both of those yarns have softened up and are wearing really, really well as socks, as sock yarn. You could um, make it a thing that you knit them a pair every Christmas, and then as they get older, they'll appreciate people's more more. handicrafts yeah. more. Oh, he's already there. So I'm seeing them in the next weekend. I think when kids find a finished off his scarf, so oh, we'll take a little photo of the scarf that we've been doing back and forth together. So yeah, great, great wool and it's been working nicely for socks for the other bits and pieces that we've reviewed in the podcast. Moving on to Stylish Crochet. This is the final instalment and we wanted to cover it last month but there was just so much in the podcast after Yarndale that we couldn't really squeeze it in. So what we wanted to talk about within this are the ways that you can accessorise um, garments, shawls, elements that you've crocheted or knitted and ways to wear a shawl in particular. I know quite a few people make these items and then don't know how to configure it so that it looks really good and then also just some top tips on the way that we wear things because we are so stylish. <laughs> you're laughing. I took a phone call from Vogue last week and I was like no 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 I'm just too busy I'm crocheting dudes I just I can't do anything for your front cover. Sorry. No. Um, oh so what I wanted to do is just kick off to see how it is that I wear items. I wear quite plain base colours, so I'm often found in navy rather than black, partly because I wear a lot of denim and navy goes nicely with denim and I mm -hmm. love autumnal colours and that goes really nicely with denim as well. But for those of you that are watching us rather than listening, I am milk, bottle, white and black it just doesn't really suit me and I can do denim more readily but uh, sorry not denim navy more readily but also that means it goes with most of the mm -hmm. colours I like to wear so it might be a bright pink or this mustard colour or some really bright sea greens and mm -hmm. it seems to just all go with navy which is lucky because that's what I wear yeah. and then what I tend to do is only add another two colours to that so I tend not to wear 
all of the rainbow. I've put it in the show notes already. I used to have an ex-boyfriend that called me the bumblebee <laughs> because I was almost in stripes of like two or three colours, but that was it because I, I just don't... Yeah. You will never see me plastered with lots and lots of colours. And that's... Do you know, if that's your thing, great. That's it, whatever you want, but this is what yeah, I feel totally thing. suits yeah. me. And so that's what I'm talking about. I'm not saying this is what you have to do. I'm saying this is how I yeah. wear and style my garments. Yeah, because I saw a lady at Yarndale, uh, Cassie and I both spotted her at the same time, and she had um, like a long granny square cardigan on. Yeah. And everybody has talked about yeah. that cardigan. They really have. I wouldn't wear it myself, but, but when she walked past, I thought, oh, wow, that's amazing. Real focus. Absolutely. Yeah. It wasn't, I don't think it was bright or anything it was I think the colours were like autumnal yeah. if I remember rightly but it was really you know really different yeah. nice but for me I usually my my coat is is the thing that I try to um, accessorize against yeah. so I usually have a grey coat or I usually have uh, maybe a navy blue coat um, and then I will wear a scarf and maybe some mittens that are coordinated mm -hmm. um, I often have a little brooch on my coat as well I do yeah. like and it could be a felted brooch or it could just be a crocheted one so something you know a little flower um, that can be quite stylish especially if you put like a little felt button a felt ball in the middle instead of a button and that then matches your scarf or something like that I have a friend called Cassie who helped me at Yarndale and she just has a million Scarves, of she, she always she? has one for every occasion I yeah. think every colour under the sun which I think is a great idea because then whatever bag you've got if you've got she a couple of handbags yeah. maybe and one's a bright turquoisey blue and one's um, a brown she can then match any scarves to that mm. um, so yeah I'm trying to get to that stage now where I've got lots of different scarves and cowls but yeah. I've got a long way to go actually so one of the garments that I've crocheted is my mustard liala top and it took me a long long time to find a top that would go under this because it's got quite it's not an unusual neckline but it's quite high but it's quite a wide one almost like a bit mm -hmm. of a boat neckline and I tried on strappy tops I tried on longer sleeve tops I tried on t-shirt tops <laughs> and what the what I came to was something with a, a wider um, strap at the top, not a t-shirt, not a spaghetti strap, worked best so long as it didn't come so far towards my neck that what you were brought to was the um, the strap rather than the top yeah. itself. But it took me, you know, standing, pumping about in front of the mirror for a good hour trying on all of my tops um, to find the one mm -hmm. where the shape of the top was right and then I had to make sure that the colour was right and what I tend to do with this one is just wear a plain navy underneath it but it actually looks really quite good with purple as well yeah. so something that is gives you just enough um of a different color without jarring and vying mm -hmm. for attention and then the other top tip that i've got on that front is if you're wearing a crocheted or a knitted garment whether you've made it or it's something that's shop bought quite often wool looks better if your undergarment beneath it has got a sheen on it, so something that is satin or silk, 
what it does is gives you movement with the wool on top of it. Mm. So if you're wearing something that's purely cotton underneath, there's an amount of stick that you get with that and the garment won't necessarily move with you. And if you're like me and you come under the curvy camp, um, then you might also, like me, have back boobs. <laughs> and I find that if I've got something on that's silky with that sheen, it tends not to concentrate on the lumps and bumps and the um, the knitted or crocheted garment falls and drapes mm -hmm. better because it's not clinging to everything. So that's actually, I was thinking long and hard about this last night and thinking about when I go to my wardrobe and I'm picking out knits, what do I do? And that probably is one of my best tips for making your woolen items look good is actually take good care of what it is that you're wearing underneath your woolen item. Mm -hmm. And also I just think the wool with something with a slight sheen underneath it is a really nice contrast in materials and textures um, as well as just colour. So they were my my top tips mm -hmm. on that one. For me I tend to wear my underclothes so quite with a higher neckline. I think mainly because I'm getting a lot older now I always feel a bit scrawny around my neck because getting a bit, <laughs> the skin's getting a bit jowly maybe, I don't know, <laughs> a bit loose, that's the word. So I, I'm quite conscious at the moment that I'm looking, you know, a bit old around my neck. So I always find that if, if you are um, maybe of a certain age, shall we say, I like to cover my neck up with a scarf but the thing for me is I don't really like the deep V scarves yeah. because for me, and I know other people absolutely love them. Yeah. When I put one on, I just feel like a grandma, you know, like grandma out of Little Red Riding Hood. That's actually what I feel like. And so I'm like, no, I can't, I can't do this. So I tend to find a shawl that just has a shallow V yeah. so that it, and also that it's long enough to kind of wrap around my neck. And you can, I either put the V slightly offset onto my shoulder or I put it at the front yeah. so that this part of my neck at the front is actually covered up so I don't look so old. So uh, I was thinking about how I wear my shawls as well and I'm same as Lynn, I'm not really a deep V shawl fan. I like an asymmetrical triangle for a shawl or something that's scalloped like the Mist Kingfisher one which I've put on the podcast previously. I was thinking about the different ways that you would wear them and I came up with three ways of describing it and you've got the way like you've got it there which yeah. I would almost count as like the neckerchief where you put it on, you've got the deepest part of it at the front and then you tuck the ends in underneath. So you've got the main body of your shawl showing. So yeah. I've called that the neckerchief and that's one way that I would wear my shawls particularly if i've got my jacket on then i like yeah. to have this it in if it's a really cold day yeah. yeah it's a great way of keeping yourself warm and i think warm. the thing for me if the shawl was a deep v i would actually feel a bit like a cowboy so that's why i prefer this to be a little bit shorter yeah. so that it doesn't look too cowboyish but yeah. that's just me so. and then the other way that i tend to wear my shawls is what i have termed like a pashmina so it's off centre, like yeah. you had yours yeah. a moment ago, and you've got one of the, if I call them tendrils, but one of the ends coming down on the front, it's covering off one of your shoulders, 
and then the other end tendril is at the back. And so then you could add like a, a pin yeah. or a you know a, a shawl pin. I mean these sorts are really inexpensive, the ones that are just like a, a pointed piece of yeah. wood or whatever and then you can pin it into place and it won't come off when you're yeah. walking along. And we both, both brought some examples of brooches and pins with us today so we'll show you them as yeah. well. And then the third way that um, I tend to wear them, I'm trying to remember which way it is, which I have called like the tendrils, which is to have the deepest part at the front and have both of your tendrils, the ends, coming at the front, yeah. which is quite a nice casual way to wear it. So they're the three ways I tend to wear my shawls. And like Cassie, I have a lot of shawls and I've got one for pretty much every occasion. I've got lots of pashminas as well, which of course I haven't made, but um, I've collected yeah. lots and lots of scarves over the last kind of 20 or so years. Yeah. I love wearing a scarf. Yeah. So um, the only thing I do sometimes is to tie the ends into a little, if I'm really cold at home, I tie the ends so that it, it's even more snug around my neck. <laughs> <laughs> You're very snug. Yeah, so I'm nice and snug. And then um, I tend to accessorise shawls but also um, sometimes garments as well with different brooches or different pins like the one that Lynn just showed up. Here's a couple that I'm, and I'll add photos into the show notes that I've bought from Textiles Gar Textile Garden. There's, I think this one was £4.25, the silver one, I think the copper one was £6. So I actually think quite inexpensive. But the one thing I would say is if you're going to start using that type of accessory as well is don't get anything that's too heavy because mm -hmm. it can really pull and tug down on your hard work. You can the buy um, these sorts of almost like a hook and eye fastening yeah. and they are really lightweight. These are from textile gardens as well and so you could if you wanted to place them on your shawl in an appropriate place and then they literally just clip together like a yeah. hook and eye and they're really light. They're lovely. Yeah, and, and but what you'd have to do with that is work out exactly yeah. what your optimum position is for that shawl, and that's it. But it wouldn't pull. <laughs> it, no, it wouldn't pull. And I've thought about doing the same thing with a nice leather buckle with a metallic, mm -hmm. uh, with a, a magnetic clasp. I've actually thought about it for the shawl I'm wearing just now. And then yeah. one of the other things that I think is quite an interesting way forward is to have something like dorset buttons, which you can make, so and you can therefore make them in the same yarn that your garment is in. So if, like me, you might be classed as a bit over the top about your colours and how you accessorise things, then this is a really good way of doing it, and you can maximise one colour against the other. So again, I've got photos of these, but these go with one of the projects that I've done for our book, Take Two, and this will feature in the book but just a really lovely way of having something that's matching and complementary mm -hmm. um, but actually quite a different style so I love them and there are all sorts like this is quite a cute little one that was made in Cumbria nice little disc of wood with a little pin on it and then I've also got a, a ceramic one with a nice pin mm -hmm. but I've taken photos of all of the stuff that I've talked about, all the different shawl designs and the way that I would wear them. Claude, my mannequin, has, was my model yesterday. So I've taken photos of all of that stuff and you can, you can see how I would style it up. 
You know. can look in charity shops as well. Yeah. They're a really great uh, resource for finding old brooches and pins and things. Yeah. So I know Jojo Twinkletoes, one of our listeners, she put some pictures on Instagram of some little brooches that she found and put them on a shawl that she made. So, yeah, have a look around and buy something that's, you know, that you can reuse. Mm -hmm. Or even um, a really unusual one-off button you might come across mm. and think, oh, not that many projects only use one button. Um, but actually, the addition, even if it's... You could turn the button into a brooch by sticking the brooch yeah. back on it so that hot you don't gun. have to... Yeah. It's amazing what you can do and with the hot glue And then you can gun. reuse the button there. Yeah. 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 So for me, it's about knowing how I like to style my elements, um, choosing what the rest of my outfit is, and really and keeping it simple so you will never see me with all the colours on just because it's not my thing but then I've, you know the photos of Vedity from Truly Hooked with her rainbow stuff on she looks amazing exactly. she's got a, a full arm mm -hmm. um, tattoo calf and it matches really well yeah. that so you know it, it can look fabulous it's just not my cup of tea mm -hmm. it's just not yeah. what I would wear personally yeah I'm, I'm quite um muted as they say mm. and we were having a discussion as well weren't we about how many things <laughs> how many pieces, <laughs> how of, many knit pieces of knitted or crocheted things can you wear before oh, before you actually you know when, what's too much what's too much really even if they're all coordinated <laughs> when i don't stop. know <laughs> <laughs> but again i think that's I know, personal really. preference isn't Maybe. it <laughs> Oh, if you're listening, yeah. I'm afraid what you're missing is that we both look like Michelin people because we've got all of the things on. Yeah, um, a blanket around me as well. Yeah, for me, I would accessorise to the point of having gloves, scarf and hat matching. I don't think what I would do is have gloves, hat and scarves not matching. That's mm. just not what I do. I can't wear hats. My head is like so ridiculously small that I look ridiculous. So... Uh, for me, it would be a scarf, gloves, and maybe a little brooch. Yeah. Yeah. But the the answer is whatever you. Yeah, whatever you. Whatever like. you please. We're just giving you hints on what it is that we do. Anything to add? No, I think that's it. So that's that's us rounded up on um, stylish crochet. I think, unless you've got any other ideas for you, have we missed anything? But we've gone right the way through from. Choosing patterns, looking at yarn substitutes, um, chaining up, getting your first pattern mm. going, blocking, sewing up, and then how to wear your items. I would love to see, and if you've got any photographs of shawls or any accessories that you've made and that you wear, pop them on our yeah. Ravelry board, we'd love to see. Ravelry, tweet us, yeah. or one of the things that I've been asking people to do recently is tag us or mention us in Instagram, mm -hmm. so crochet underscore circle for Instagram and Twitter, and then we can repost what it is that you're up to. I get lots of my inspiration from seeing what other people are making, um, what yarns they're using, mm -hmm. where their colour inspiration has come yeah. from, and I love to be able to see that. So we're asking people to tag us so that we can repost it on our accounts, and therefore lots of other people can be inspired by our work too. Excellent. I think we need a cup of tea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we are on to finished objects. Da, 
Do, 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 do go first? Shall I go first? Because mine will be quick. So basically this month, um, I have actually think that I've topped my uh, number of finished objects I've ever done in my whole life <laughs> because I had to do all my search press uh, book knitting projects. So I have been knitting rather than crochet. So I knitted a pair of mittens, a scarf, a cushion, a hat, blanket, a shawl, a bag, a tea cosy, a mug cosy. Um, you know, fingers <laughs> to fire. It was actually that phase, to be honest. Um, lots of sewing together and just blocking and everything, and mm. then writing up the patterns. But yeah, I did a lot of knitting, which is why I ended up listening to the Potter and Boom podcast. You so need much. something, don't you? you I need something to, to listen going. to. to yeah. and, and just other yeah. than the sound of your own internal voice. It's really hard when you do work from home and you are. I mean, my husband works at home as well, but he's in his study and I'm upstairs in the wool nest. And we're both busy, so you're not chatting because they're not there anyway. No. You can't concentrate. So you are sat on your own in a room, and if you are just knitting, it's really, really hard to keep going and not to just go a bit crazy yeah. and start talking to yourself. My husband kept shouting, are you okay up there? I said, yeah, why? He said, I keep hearing you talking. I was like, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> just talking to myself. <laughs> or it would be a podcast. i say, no, I'm fine. It's a podcast. Or... It's a basketball. <laughs> Court <Yeah>. Wilson. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I did all of those things. I crocheted a new little dress for my crochet now doll, doll. with her wardrobe, which is seems to be quite popular. Mm. Um, I've almost finished with my Take Two projects, which is my next priority actually. Yeah. I finished my tea cosy for the yarn review. I called it Glen. I'll tell you why in a minute. So this is my Glen Tea Cozy. Um, and I actually did a really fun project for Let's Get Crafting some little cream egg covers. <laughs> and I had to find some cream eggs because <laughs> Elaine, the editor, said to me, um, the problem is that all the patterns that are available at the moment, it's, it was a charity project, so it's yeah. for a particular charity who raised money from selling the cream eggs with a cover on. And the problem is that cream eggs have shrunk so much that the patterns really? that are out there don't fit. So this charity had hundreds and hundreds of cream egg covers sent to them last year, but they had to literally sew, sew them all so that the cream egg didn't plop out. <laughs> so I looked online and was like, how am I going to buy cream egg when it's Christmas well, it's, almost? Have you got the Halloween ones? They weren't out then, this was oh, okay. like the beginning, you know, this was just straight after the last podcast and there weren't any out. So anyway, I did find a seller on eBay selling cabbage cream eggs. They were slightly out of date, but that didn't really matter. <laughs> so Not for your purposes. No, so I bought those and yet yeah, they are super tiny cream eggs that are about that big. Because I thought, oh, I'll get a Kinder Egg. No, the Kinder Eggs are way bigger. Yeah. They are probably, you could probably fit one hole into your mouth and just it's eat just it. It's just like that thing, isn't it? It's when I right. were young, wagon wheels were this size. You see how big wagon wheels are now. They're not big. They are that big. I remember when a Twix was too big. <laughs> <laughs> Mars bars have shrunk. <laughs> Bars have grown actually because you get those super king size ones. <laughs> Used to be able to go out and leave your back door unlocked. <laughs> so, yeah, mini 
teeny weeny cream eggs arrived just thought oh, crumbs these yeah. are really small so yeah that was quite funny um and yeah I, I, when i was knitting for my book i did come across actually some yarns i hadn't used before that were really really nice so i came across one called florence chunky and it's by king cole so by king cole and it's it is acrylic but it has wool and it also has alpaca in it. Yeah. It's, quite it's nice got some interesting colours yeah, it through it as well. Was, I wanted a yarn that had little flecks of colour in it and I couldn't really find anything that I could use. It was quite hard to find. Mm. Something that was soft enough to put round a neck and um, I think Rowan Tweed, which I was looking at, Rowan Tweed Iron, it was in the transition period where there wasn't really anything available for mm. them to send me. So I hadn't used this before. It looked nice on the website. So um, yeah, they sent me the yarn support for that. Yeah. And I really enjoyed knitting with it, really did. It's a little bit like a single ply, but it's not. Um, but it's, it's got that kind of structure yeah. to it. And it's 8% alpaca, 25% mm. wool, 5% polyamide, and 62% polyacrylic fibre. And I think in terms of the cost, it's about £5 or five or £6. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was nice and it's made a nice chunky scarf with that one. Um, the other yarn that I enjoyed using, it was Kinkole again actually, funny enough. But I didn't use this colour, this was just what I had in my stash. But yeah, it's a gradient yarn. And I used a really nice mix of like green and mustard mm. and teal and, and like a, a nice blue and it just looked really nice and this is mainly um, acrylic but it does have a small wool content and I haven't got the yarn bands. So that was one of my finished objects. I also did a hat for my nephew, he came down to visit but I didn't get a photo because he rushed back off to Glasgow but I was using Debbie Bliss Winter Garden yarn. And so what I did was made him a little pair of mittens, which he'd yeah. requested. So neither my husband or my father will allow me to make them woolen items, but Ben really loves woolen stuff. So like, he's a, he's a good recipient of my hard work. And um, so yeah, I finished these off and yesterday quickly sewed up some innards for the mittens, which are made from... One of my cashmere jumpers got a hole in the elbow. So I used mm -hmm. the sleeve. Brilliant, great idea. Of the jumper and the hole was literally right at the webbing part of your thumb. So I was able to completely maximise um, the use of the sleeve. But then the rest of the jumper is wearing thin as well. I thought initially I could just chop it and have a, a short sleeved jumper from it. But um, it's kind of really quite threadbare. So I would keep it past, make myself a pair of mittens, mm -hmm. and also it would be really good for a hat liner as well. Yeah. So I'm going to keep that aside and sew these in. So nice little bit of reuse there. But yeah, Ben, ben will find himself the yeah. happy recipient of a pair of mittens. Really quick to do. And these were um, Dexter mittens. You'll find them on Ravelry. And I just used an 8mm because I wanted them to be quite yeah. tight on him. And what else have I done? The other thing is, well, let me just pin my little poppy brooch back on. There's a lady who comes to wool gathering um, called Kath and she works really, really hard every single year to raise money for our local Royal British Legion Centre. And our local one is in Shrewsbury and it's called the Battleback and they deal with people that have come out of the armed forces and need some kind of rehabilitation and Kath 
in five years, in actually four years, this is her fifth year doing it, has so far raised £42,500 wow. for the Battle Bat That's Centre. That's incredible. Through crochet They poppies. are lovely poppies, they're really sweet. Yeah. So last year, um, a few of us from Wool Gathering, Sam Batch, made a load of poppies mm -hmm. for her. This year she had lots of poppies, but what she was lacking were the little leaves. So um, from one of the skeins, you can make, I, I've got 96 leaves, so this is one wow. of my finished objects, is like 96 <laughs> leaves. And then they'll go off to Don't her. Tonight is Wool Gathering, and then tonight we will be pulling the brooches together because we're coming up to um, Remembrance Day, which is why if you're... Um, I couldn't find mine from last year, so I had to improvise with one of them. Yeah. Um, so wear it with pride. What I would say is if you are in the market and looking for a poppy brooch that's been handmade, look very closely at the small print of where you might be buying one from because quite a few other people have sprung up doing something similar where actually the amount of money going to the Royal British Legion centres is minimal. And with Kath, what she does is take out the costs of the yarn and like the, the brooch backs and stuff and everything else, mm -hmm. all the rest of the proceeds go straight to the back and of the centre. And I think center. she has an official, um, you, you she, get a sort of an official, not a letter, but you know, yeah, like she an agreement does, with them, so, yeah. so it's all... Like the Don't British Legion have given her a stamp yeah. of approval to say you're you doing have. this right. If you're yeah. selling them for charity, yeah. you do need to have that. Apparently. So if you're looking for one of these or something like it, I would say head to Cottage Crafts. She's on Facebook mm -hmm. and um, you can buy one through her and there's every chance that it might have been crocheted up by one of us at um, Will Gathering Sandbatch. You might get this leaf, this one little <laughs> leaf. Um, but yeah, she does sterling work, so I'm more than happy. I do quite a lot of charity projects mm -hmm. throughout the year, and I'm always very, very happy to help Kath out with her quest. She's trying to get to £50,000 by the end yes, of this that year. That would be amazing. I would love her to yeah. smash that target because yeah. she puts so much time she and does. effort into it. And I love the fact that the rest of us help pitch in, and she's got ladies all over the place that send her parcels of bits mm -hmm. of poppies. So one, one lady only likes doing leaves, one lady only likes doing poppies. Some of them sew the ends in, some of them don't. She, you know, she gets all sorts coming through and she has to sort them out, put all the packaging around them. She does a really good job. Um, so yeah, if you're looking for a nice poppy this year and something that will last you rather than just the paper one, um, I'll provide the link in the show notes, but Cottage Crafts is where I would head to. And I've just looked down at my notes. I had two pairs of socks that I finished as well. So the fugly socks got finished. Yeah. And also finished a charity pair for Christine. And you so they are done. Yeah. I, I saw her actually, so I passed them to her face to face. Yeah. We, it was a kind of knitting, chatting group. Mm -hmm. And I was finishing them off during that and could just like, slide them across the table to her first off there. She actually received 160 pairs of socks. Oh, that's amazing. Last year was 75, 160 oh, pairs of socks fat. for charities. That's more than double last year, yeah. so... Really, really proud of that. So, Excellent. three of which were mine, so I'm like, well, keep on doing a bit for charity, mm -hmm. keep on crafting for other people. I think it's important, if you can yeah. craft for other people, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's a nice feeling as well if you can you know if you've got the time and what have you. Yeah, if you if you've got the yarn yeah. sat there, yeah, then great. If you don't think you're going to use it for yourself, or you just have that much that you think yeah. well, 
you know, I'll never get through it. Yeah, this can be for There's somebody else. There's lots of charity projects out there. You can even just knit blankets. Yeah. Hospitals always want blankets either for premature babies, for older people. Yeah nursing homes and you know you can do a bit of research and find yeah what's quite often needed locally premature wards want baby hats mm -hmm. um yeah there's all sorts there's you all can sorts. do so yeah. if you're ever stuck for a project and you just need a little um side project because you're in between then mm -hmm. i would look up what your local charities need because there's always somebody that needs something so we're going to move on to whips so faye don't have a heart attack Oh my god. <laughs> no, see, no, uh, that wasn't what Don't I was thinking. Don't have a heart attack. No, the reason that I would have had a heart attack is because I looked at your whip list and I didn't see your yarn deal garment on it. I was like, oh my god, she's going to bring oh, it. it. I don't know about you. Do you know, Faye? She's going to bring it. No, last night I realised it wasn't on the list and I thought Faye's going to think of me. Uh, that uh, happens. So I'm, not, I'm having a heart right. attack. But not. <laughs> but not. But no, this is good for me because I this mean, I amazing. literally don't have hardly any time. And look what I've done. So I had all these squares in a bag. I think you, sh you been put in photos bag, of them up, didn't you? Yeah, for, they've been in this bag, I would say for about five years, maybe I started this. I yeah. can't remember, but remember. possibly it's about five years ago. And in my head, I had this thing where I had loads of squares left to make. And um, yeah, that's the right way. I kept thinking, oh, I've got, you know, I wanted to have like four of some, maybe eight of another, because I'd had this way to, to, you know, to plan it. I planned everything out. And then I kept thinking, oh, I can't really be bothered making all these squares. <laughs> so the other day I was up in the wall nest and I thought, I was tiring a little tidy round and I thought, let's have a look at these squares. Yeah. Let's see, is there anything I can do with what I've got? And look what I did was I did the diagonal thing order. So you didn't have to crochet up any more squares? So no more squares. In fact, I've got four left over, but they will be used for my classes for when I do granny squares. Or because a matching cushion? Or a cushion, but I'm not sure about that. I think I'll just keep them mm. to show that you, you can make granny squares, well, to show how the, the makeup of a granny square anyway, yeah. and to show that you can use like, nice thicker yarn and yeah. like tweedy yarn just as an alternative really to... So it's not finished, Faye. I've got about... What I want to do is, so that I don't waste my yarn, is that I've got lots of part balls So you left. want to use them? I'm going to save my full balls that I've got the yeah. band on that I can make something else with. But what I did was, this might be a little tip for people, if you've only got a fixed amount of yarn, is I've used the least... the yarn with the least amount yeah. first because as I go round and round and it's going to get bigger, I'm probably going to need a full ball yeah. at some point. So have you weighed how much you've used on I've each I've used, round? up to now, I'm using just over half a ball, yeah. else I would have probably got two rounds, but I didn't. I've just about had enough of the green, yeah. and I've got a little bit less So that this. might not do another round. So that round. won't do another okay. round, definitely not. But, but on two, two and, and the got, green. And I've got that green. Um, I'm pretty sure I've got another green. There. Brilliant. I know. But so anyway, you can put quite a nice deep border on it. Oh yeah, I've got this lilac colour. That's yeah. what I've got. So the next one is going to probably, I mean I'm not going, it's just whatever, whatever happens. Comes. But all the colours are in the blanket so it should look nice, whatever yeah, you do. Beautiful. So it's I'm, lovely and soft lovely as well. And it's so warm whilst I was... Uh, I sewed it together, well I crocheted it together last Saturday night and I thought right, I'm watching Strictly, 
I'm going to sort this blanket. So I did it all while I was watching Strictly. So I called it Tess because I like Tess and she looked really nice on Saturday. Oh, she's beautiful. I mean, I love Claudia as well. Claudia looks nice as well all the time. But I just thought, yeah, she's Northern Tess, so I like that. So it's called Tess and yeah, I'm going to recreate the blanket with my yarn stash and see if I can make, rather than just cobble things together out of odd bits of yarn, mm -hmm. whether it can be planned a bit more so that you've got something that looks not random. Okay. Because I don't really do random very well. No. Hence why I didn't just sew them together in a random yeah. fashion. So that is lovely. I've used uh, Debbie Bliss Donegal Aran Tweed and it's um it says made in Ireland. I don't know if the yarn is from Ireland. I it's don't really the... know what made in Ireland means to be honest, whether it means means it's just bald there or I'll look into that and find out. It doesn't say what it's eighty five percent wool. Yeah. Wool. And 15% yeah, Angora. It's so lovely. Sometimes it can just be, I'm not saying Debbie Bliss particularly, but sometimes yarn brands can be a little bit naughty about when something is made in something if it's just. I think the word, I think it applies there. to any any product. You're allowed to say it's made somewhere if it's, a certain part yeah. or a part of the process is carried out there. I think it applies to food and everything, mm. but the word made doesn't necessarily mean that everything. Like this comes from this there. may not yeah. be. Irish know. or British wool that's yeah. in it. That, that wasn't the reason I bought it, to be honest. It was when I very first started knitting and crochet. Again, I didn't really know much about what yarn to use or anything, and I just like the tweed nature mm. of the it's yarn. It's beautiful. So, yeah, I'm, I probably imagine that by the next podcast I'll have those last few rounds finished and it will be an FO. I feel so happy. To get it to out. Just, yeah. This red bag has been up in the warmness for absolutely. And how long it was one evening? Um yeah, pretty much. It took me strictly come dancing to weave everything together and then I did a couple of rounds. Yeah, so another another night on that. And It'll probably another two Saturdays yeah. of strictly come dancing will be done on that one. So that's one Such of my, a nice feeling as well. Yeah, I can't wait. When something's been sat yeah. there for that long. So, the other thing that I started, so I've got an extra whip. Did I put that on my list? No. What a surprise. Sorry. Is that another two? Yeah. So, um, my blanket is already on. This one isn't. So, basically, I just wanted to have a play around with a basic shawl pattern. It is knitted. Because I want, I've got something in my head, but until I work out um, how it's going to work on the base, you like the basic pattern, I can't really do anything. So I thought, right, come on, let's just do a really basic shawl pattern. So that's what I've been doing with this yarn. Um, so I haven't used this yarn before, actually. That's John Arben. Isn't it by Numbers? Yeah. And I bought it from um, Wonderwall. Yeah. No, um, the one up in Cumbria. Woolfest. Woolfest. I think, well, I bought it from one of those two. And the orange is also John Arben. Yeah. And then this cream is Artisano. So I literally just looked in my stash and they were all nestled yeah, together. And I thought, oh, they look nice. Really nice they together. actually look really nice together. I had undone a little bit because I think oh, this was all orange, but I didn't like it. Mm. I just wanted a little bit of orange. So um, it's something at the minute that I can literally knit without looking. Yeah. And that was 
what I want to be able to do with it, but you don't have to look at a pattern. So this was, scoot. a lot of this was done on Monday night when I watched The Walking Dead. Oh, so it's called Abraham. So I know nothing about The Walking so Dead. It's just not. tea cosy is Glenn. To me, a glen is like a little fairy glen. Yeah, yeah, it's like which a it wooded, could be. You see, that's area. why I called that one glen because I thought, well, people who don't understand or don't follow, then that's quite glenish anyway. But this is called Abraham because Abraham is this colour. His colouring is ginger. He's right, got okay. a great big moustache. Had a great big. I did, I did pick up that people died, <laughs> yeah. but I think that happens in so, most episodes. I waited and waited and waited for the next series, I was so excited. And then I just hid behind a cushion because it was so brutal and wanted it to be over. <laughs> and my little head, normally filled with fluffy knitting and crochet, was traumatised on Monday evening and I was like, no! <laughs> so, hence why I knitted this, because I thought I need a project, and I actually had to look away, because it was quite brutal, it wasn't actually yeah. very nice. So I was glad to have some knitting on my lap, because I could actually look at it, it off and I know I'm not looking. <laughs> so these are my little tributes to those two fantastic guys, who are now who not are with us anymore. Oh yeah. So, um, I think they're it, and yep. yeah. Your whips. And I have got so Shoreline's blanket still haven't touched. Unkia Shawl and the Winsley Deal I haven't touched, but I have started um onto the next chart with my Harvest Hughes one and then once I've done that part of the chart I'll do the that chart in the Winsley Deal. So it's always going to be mm -hmm. back and forth with those ones because it's really intense. It's a lot of it, it's coming into the really complicated part now that it's into the charts okay. and it's yeah I haven't really taken on a shawl that's that involved for quite a long time and I cannot sit and watch TV I have to sit at a table with the charts yeah I have to have coloured in the different wow. parts of the charts it's really bending my mind and yeah. um, so that's going to be a long burner I wanted to have that done for the 6th of November, mm -hmm. no, uh, Juliet's going to get hers at Christmas two, um, if she's lucky yeah. and we've got two of them to do. Because I think the amount of time you, you can spend doing something like that, it's quite short, isn't mm. it? Short bursts, it's yeah. not long. I spent a couple of hours on it maybe two weeks ago and mm -hmm. I've still got three, for those that have made an Onkia, I've got three rows of the first chart to do and then, that's, and then it goes up to chart H. Oh my goodness. <laughs> So it's going to take me a long time, but you know, I'm learning a lot as yeah. I do it and you'll, I'll get used to what her symbols are. So yeah. part of it is that, yeah. committing it to mm -hmm. memory, remembering what the symbols are and not just going, yeah, I'm sure that's the same thing, <laughs> which is uh, sometimes what I do. And then TARDIS Cushion got some love as well. Excellent. So I've started yeah. doing one of the fleur de lis mm -hmm. of, I reckon about another hour hour and a half and I'll have done one third of the fleur de lis okay. which means I've probably got about another 15, 16, 17 hours worth of work to put into that cushion to have the cross stitch bit done yeah. before I then can actually make it into a cushion. So it was good that that got some love and then bamboo socks. I love those. Um, although officially a hole, I also have, if that's a hole, 
I don't know that it's over there, but you've already seen it. I've already showed it. Um, a whole and a half. A whole and a half. I've got a half hole. <laughs> um, it's it, that'll be done by this weekend. Partly because I'm doing it as um, a sock knit and crochet along with Brit yarn. Has got mm -hmm. one running on her thread. So I've already done fuggly socks on one, and I wanted to crochet up here. So they have to be done by the thirty first because that's okay. the deadline. But I did that last night, so it's, I did that much last night, yes, so in the next couple of nights. Yeah. Matthew's out tonight, I've got mm -hmm. more gathering, it'll, it'll be done probably by Friday night. And that I think that's it for my whips, I'm five. I've got five whips again, which seems to be about my number. Yeah, I have five to eat. 13 or 11, 12, 13, I'll check. Yeah. Yeah. But um, get, getting through them, which is good. Yeah. Um, what I do feel like, though, I didn't think I was particularly a seasonal crochet or, or knitter, and I'm not because I just craft right the way through the year, but I'm feeling more of a pull that I want, oh, just, I want to be making garments, I want, I know I've done lots of little things, but that's because of time commitments, I just, I'm desperate to make a jumper, to knit a jumper. Mm -hmm. You could do that in mm. 2017. Oh, it's this year. You can do oh, it this year. It has to be this year, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, because I know the jumper and I know, <laughs> I know what I want to do. Um, and the only other things I've got to do this year are a couple of pairs of socks for Janakins and Monkey. And they're the only other things that have to be done. Mm -hmm. So my next big thing, once I've done the Unkey is, is to do a jumper. I may not have it finished for 2016, but it will be started <laughs> in 2016. Yeah. yeah. That's fair enough. So shall we move on to feeding the habit? Yes. What have you got? Well, I had my Barbar Brick House yarn subscription mm -hmm. box that we discussed earlier. Um, I actually bought that last time, you know, yeah. in the last time. So I don't think I've actually bought anything, I have to say. I can't think that I've bought anything anyway. Um, to be honest, um, I'm trying to organise my stash. Yeah. I'm trying to get my stash to a place where I know exactly what I've got so that if I've got a, something in my head I think oh yeah I can use you know x y or z so I'm trying really hard I just keep going at it and going at it following the, the same process over and over again and I've kind of almost got my yarn into four drawers of an of a, when we decorated our bedroom our drawer units we've got that in the wall nest now mm -hmm. So I've almost got my yarn fitted into there, but That's not quite, yeah. Um, still got a few little bits in some plastic crates, which I want to get either used or something. So I just need to do another couple of sort outs, go through my process one more time, just to make sure that everything that I've got upstairs in the wool nest is something that I am actually going to use. Yeah, you want it in there. Yeah. It's not just it's there not because you've got... because it's like, oh, well, I bought it and, yeah. you know, I've been, I felt so happy that I've given yarn away or sold it and people have said, oh, I'm going to make something, yeah. you know, and they've said something that they're going to make with it and I think, yeah, I would Much rather better. it be used than just be sat upstairs in a box. I don't even know it's there. I can't find something when I need it. So that's what I've been trying to focus on. So, um, yep, if you've got any tips on how you keep on top of your stash, that would be great. 
Dr. Hay. I'd be really interested to know whether anybody uses the Ravelry stash function and how they find it because to yeah. me it only works if you, I, I think it would only work best if you also uploaded a photo unless you've got yeah. every single type of yarn committed to memory. Mm. Um, yeah, I'd be intrigued to know if somebody uses that function and how mm. they get on with it. I like the idea of being able to go into a yarn shop and have that directory on my phone and be able to go, no, I've got that, or I've got yeah, it in that colour, yeah. um, or I know that colour would match mm -hmm. with that. I, I can see that that would be really helpful, but again, it seems to be that it has to be led by yeah. photos. Yeah, It'd be better true. for me if Ravelry had those photos and you could just... I like a stock photo. Them, but I don't yeah. think that's the no. way it is. No, I'm not sure because I don't really use it. Mm. Um, so yeah, so I've uh, started a, a blog series on my, on my blog called Thrifty Knitting and Crochet so I'm just going to set myself a challenge like I did with this tea cosy with the yeah. 28 grams of yarn and just see what nice things I can make with oddments of yarn mm. and, you know, share the patterns and things. Brilliant. Yeah. So my feeling, habit rabbit, I went to Glasgow, which I talked mm -hmm. about in the last podcast, and met up with my dad and my nephew. And my dad had looked out two places that I could go and buy mm -hmm. yarn in. And um, one of the places was called the Yarn Cake, or Cake and Yarn. I get it wrong every single time. I'll put the right information up on the show notes. And they had worked with the Glasgow, um, I'm sure it's with Glasgow School of Art, to create this specific yarn, which is lovely. And it's an alpaca Shetland blend, which I've never felt before, and it's lovely and soft. Oh, it is soft, wow. So I bought that I and twist on it. That's four amazing. little minis, which are in lovely heathered tones. So there's a chocolatey brown, a couple of blues, and two that are a purple, and one that's kind of bluey purple. The yarn cake, it's yeah. called, yeah. And um, I figured I can make a cowl and do some colour work mm -hmm. with that. They did have a cowl pattern which was based on kind of Rennie Macintosh design but it wasn't the pattern for me yeah. so I figured I'm better mm -hmm. off not buying the kit, and buy these buy, individually yeah. and, then design and then do what I want to design yeah. up with it. Yeah. It's beautiful, really nice twist on it's it as well, really it's lovely and soft. Mm -hmm. So, yes. And it was unusual, I said if I buy anything in the yarn stores in Glasgow it will be because they've got unusual stuff that I just won't be able to get anywhere else. And what price so, was this though? I think that was six seventy five right. for the fifty grams. But like I say, don't don't quote mm -hmm. me on that. Um and I think that was five pounds yeah, five pounds for the four minis. So yeah. quite quite chuffed with that. And unusual, which is lovely. And then I went to what is now my favourite yarn shop on the mainland UK which is the Queen of Pearls in Glasgow. Mm -hmm. If you ever find yourself at Glasgow Central train station and you've got time to kill and um, shops are open I and you're into yarn, go to the Queen of Pearls because it's a really beautiful shop. It's about a 10-15 minute walk from Glasgow Central and a nice walk. It's not horrendous, you're going down by the river. Um, and she dyes a lot of her own yarn and she has a real focus on British yarn as well. So West Yorkshire spinners, her own stuff, there was mm -hmm. all sorts of lovely stuff in there. 
and she had this mega chunky wow. stuff which I love and it is 200 grams super chunky and it's um, Corridale pencil woven. So each one has got about 130 meters in it yeah. and what I'm actually going to do this is one of my projects from the book and this is what I was saying I'm going to remake stuff so this is one of my designs for the book just a nice little short cowl again underneath your jacket but I'm going to supersize it <laughs> I'm going to go large and I'm going to use these two mm -hmm. to make my little cowl and just show how mm. it would be and show how much depth yeah, you'd I get from it. I, I prefer my cowls to be longer so if you know if you've got that um, other option you, yeah. you might think oh actually I'm, I want to make the cowl but I'm going to make it in a thicker chunky yarn and that's how it's going to look. Yeah. So that's going to be put to good use possibly this weekend. And then the other thing that she had were lots of um, lots of fibre and I've been on a bit of a journey recently. This kind of belongs in feeding the habit and in my whips because I've been teaching myself to drop spindle mm -hmm. and what I did was give myself six grams that I had to drop spindle each day. So on day one it looked like the super chunky <laughs> stuff that I've just bought uh, from the Queen of Pearls. It's really uneven, it's like pencil roving and then after day eight I felt that I was being consistent mm -hmm. enough. I was measuring it all and taking my meterage and by day eight I was well by by about day six seven eight I was really quite consistent and then I had about 25 grams to go at and I thought I'll just do you all in one and then I've got another 25 mm -hmm. grams left and when I skinned it up and measured it out so if I spin my other 25 and ply the two together I'll have managed to get to a really good standard DK yeah. weight already on my ninth try of Gosh. drop spindling Oh, so I'm really, I'm really pleased with that, and um, so that was Manx that I bought from the Queen of Pearl, and I had a really good chat with her about what should I start, um, drop spindling with, what would you recommend, and she was really good and informative and took the time out um, to work with me. Does she go on um, Twitter and things? She's I on Instagram. I'm, I'm sure that I've seen her. Yeah, she's on yeah. Instagram, and. And then, likewise, I went to you and Ply and I had the same discussion with Becca and said, right, I've done Manx, or I'm about to finish mm -hmm. off with Manx, and then what I've got is some really beautiful squishy BFL creme de la creme from John Arbin, but that is my treat when I think that I'm really good enough yeah, and I can do something it. with that. Yeah. And she has suggested that I try some Shetland. She'd suggested that would be a good go-between from the Manx yeah. up to the BFL. But actually, quite like all of the natural shades together as well. So, but what you what um, it's good to do then is to ask for advice, yeah, really, isn't definitely. it? Because you wouldn't have known that no. it may have spoiled your nice, my nice, top. Yeah. my nice um, yeah. BFL from John. So, so I feel like yeah, um, there's like a whole new world of things <laughs> that I could be buying. <laughs> and then as I've been looking through my stash also thinking well how much stuff could I dye because I want really specific colours of stuff mm -hmm. so then my little brain is ticking over thinking well undyed BFL, yeah. spin it myself, dye it myself, crochet and knit it myself, just that would be so cool, I'd be <laughs> in my element and apparently I used to drop spindle when I was little. No right, don't you remember? No, no. We used to do all sorts when I was little. We, um, we moved from 
Swindon to the very north of Scotland. Mm -hmm. Like my parents just went, nah, done with society, we're going off to have the good life in the very north of Scotland. We moved to Caithness. We had chickens, we had goats. There was like a whole cooperative swap thing where my parents used to swap goat's milk for, I don't know, toothpaste, whatever. I don't know how <laughs> they did it. But we really lived a subsistence, subsistence life for about five years. Mm -hmm. And apparently my mum got fleece, carded it all up, and we spun it. And then mum, I don't, I, she said, I don't think I ever knitted anything with it. <laughs> but the fact of the matter was that myself, and I think definitely one of my sisters, Sam, I don't know if Pip did it as well, we we were drop spindling. So I, I would, <laughs> we left on my sixth birthday. So at some point between yeah. being eight months old and, and six so years old. Maybe that's why you don't remember, because you don't often remember those very no, early years, do you? But I'm quite pleased that I've managed to pick something yeah. up. And I, I doubt there's any muscle memory there, mm. but I'd like to think there's mm -hmm. something at the recess be. of my mind mm. that's gone, you can do this. Yeah, I've done this before. Yeah, so that was mm -hmm. that was really good fun, and I think that's it. Apart from the two things, so the um, the other skeins that came in my yarn club and the U and Ply stuff that I bought, and sorry, one thing I have forgotten, I was hankering after Mola Mills' new book, the Crochetery. 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 <laughs> Sounds rude, doesn't it? <laughs> Crochetery. Um, and I'm fairly sure that RRP is £20. But I quite often go into TK Maxx mm. and HomeSense. HomeSense is the sister company to TK Maxx and it deals just with homewares. But both stores have got areas where they've got like maybe a couple of shelves of books. And quite often there are um, crochet and knitting books in there and crafting books. So if you like to buy crochet books I would say and you're a bit of a TK Maxx or HomeSense goer it's always worth checking out the shelves but please don't do it in Crew or the Trafford Centre because they're the ones that I frequent and I want first dibs <laughs> on them um, so I picked it up and it it was £7 wow that's good yeah good value. and the um, the jumper that I'd previously pulled out as one of my magazine review ones is in there and I looked oh, at it again and thought, yeah, I'll the do it. The one that was in the Inside Crochet. Yeah, that yeah. I said it was lovely to see an yeah. older person modelling it. It's actually Mona Mills's dad, which I think is lovely. Brilliant. Yeah. So it's a, it's a nice book. It's a book. Like is it for male? Are they for male? Are they all the... No. No, no it's, it's a total mix. Okay. Um, but yeah, really nice book and even better that it was... Um, seven pounds. I don't know where TK Maxx get them from. Whether it's that one-off bits and pieces, yeah, maybe or, they do. but it's not bashed. There's nothing the matter with it. But seven pounds instead of twenty. So That's good I'll take that. Mm. So that was a nice little surprise one that I wasn't really expecting. And that's it. I think that's all the stuff that I have got. Fantastic. Yeah, but I am thinking. Um, about 2017 not buying yarn so I need to keep on working out what mm -hmm. that would mean for me in my mind yeah. so we'll see and um, one of the reasons that we called the podcast um, episode yarn pride is because as with the stylish crochet what we're seeing is this is just what we do what you do is what you do like absolutely fine I personally don't really use acrylic yarns if you do 
fantastic, that's that's what you like, that's what you want to do, but you it will be very rare that you hear me review or working with acrylic yarns because I believe really firmly in provenance and trying to buy stuff that's as local to me as possible. Um, but whatever you want to do, I wouldn't like listeners to think that we are just all about the wool and all I mean, I, I'm, I use loads of different yarns, mm. you know, just because of my commission work, you know, it's sometimes they ask to use a specific yarn, sometimes they supply the and yarn have to, and yeah. because they've been supplied it by a manufacturer. So, you know, you, you kind of, I'm quite happy. I, I like to try different yarns. I try some yarns and I think actually, you know, it might have acrylic in, but I really like it. Yeah. And then other yarns that maybe natural I think you know I don't really like this yeah. and I, I don't think I'll use that again so I quite like just trying anything and then what I'm hoping to do is draw up a list of the yarns that I really do like myself and you know that I'm yeah. using that I think why did I not use this before yeah you know whatever that may be and I guess yeah. that's the point is just have pride in what it is yeah. that you're using and proud of. yeah proud I'm not I'm not being a snob I no, don't I'm not no. saying this is what you have to do it's just what I choose to do and whatever you choose to do fantastic let us see what it is that you're doing we'd love to yeah. see the crochet projects you're making anything. I don't care if it's 100% acrylic or 100% um well yeah just it's show off what it is that you're yeah, making cause because we'd love to see the crafting behind it well I think whatever you make as long as you enjoy it as long as you enjoy the process and it makes you happy, that's what it's all about. Yeah, and the one of the points that I wanted to do with that is also, I quite often have people having a dig at me about the size of my stash, um, and I just think, one, it's none of your flaming business, <laughs> like, and two, it makes me so happy to go into my stash palace and see all of those beautiful yarns and know that it gives me inspiration and at any one point pretty much I can go and do whatever project I've got in my mind. To be honest, if I had your stash fit, I'd be overjoyed. Exactly. <laughs> it is full of the most yeah, amazing yes, it's like things. It's actual shop, yeah. you know. I would be overjoyed. Do you know what? If I opened a shop, people would come from far and so <laughs> There's everything yeah. in there. So a, a quick one is we were discussing whether anybody would like to do a Christmas crochet haul. Let us know. <laughs> um, we thought was that we could start something on maybe Christmas Eve or Boxing Day. And when we say Christmas, um, you know, whatever denomination you are, we just generally mean a festive season, a holiday season, crochet along that starts when most people have got some time yeah. off and might have an hour or so where they've got their yeah. feet up. Um, but we wondered, is anybody interested in a Christmas Crochet so it'd be something reasonably short to, yeah. to make. Yeah. Something that um, you could start in and around Christmas Day, so 23rd to the 26th maybe, and would be finished by the end of January. So we're not talking garments here, we're talking maybe a cowl or a snood or a pair of slippers. Mm -hmm. And in particular, one, are you interested in taking part of a quick crochet along in those very dark January weeks and two if you were what would you like to do do you want to run to one pattern or do you want to have your pick of your patterns and then we're all just in it together showing off 
the different patterns in yarns that we're working on. How how would you yeah. crochet circulars like it if you want to do a festive season crochet roll? Another option would be something similar to what you talked about before where we provide say a pattern for yeah. a cowl and then everybody makes it in all different yarn. Going back to yeah. the yarn, be proud of your stash, whatever, and then we can just have a look at everybody's mm -hmm. and celebrate what we've made. But I think what we can do is put a thread up on Ravelry um, I can probably put something out on Instagram and Twitter as well. Yeah. Give you two options. Uh, I guess if you're giving us feedback, then yes, you are interested in doing a crochet along. And then would you rather run to one standard pattern, in which case we all agree what it is, the type of thing that we want to make, or do you want to just choose your own pattern and then we apply the timeline to it? I know you can do voting buttons on Ravelry and you can do that easily enough within the comments thread within Twitter and Instagram. So we'll put it out there probably, or we can do that on the day that we press publish. So that would be Friday the 4th of November when we publish this episode. Mm -hmm. yeah, Same with the YouTube good. comment threads as well. So subscribe and then leave us a comment um, down below and let us know if you're interested. Good. Okay. What's good? I think I changed my watch good about four times. <laughs> Um, I can't actually remember <laughs> what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, what I was going to say for what's good, I did change it from that and I can't remember. Um, what I had said was that I'd enjoyed seeing people tag me in Instagram pictures and on Facebook that they've made different mm. designs of mine and uh, that was quite nice. It was kind of quite a relief to see that the pattern actually works <laughs> and it's repeatable. Yeah. We didn't end up looking like the dog's dinner or whatever. Um, so that's what I was going to say and I was going to say thank you for pe to people really for share, you know, for taking the time mm. to actually take a photograph and upload it onto social media and say, oh look, you know, this is what I've made and I'm really pleased with it. So yeah. yeah, I wanted to just say thank you because it is nice to get feedback yeah. about your work. Um, you know, because you don't know sometimes, you know, yeah. I, I sent off all my, my projects from a knitting book and I was like, oh, I'm not sure about a couple of them, I wish I had time to do them again, but I didn't. And then May, who I deal with at Search Fest, just sent me a message a couple of days later, said, oh, wow, wow, I've just seen the photographs, yeah. it looks amazing, it's going Brilliant. to be amazing with lots and lots of smiley faces and that's all she put and that's all yeah. I just it needed just to enough. know, it's like, yeah. Not because I want people saying, oh, aren't you amazing? I just want to know, yeah. were they good enough? Yeah. Will they work? You know, will it look good? And um, yeah, so Brilliant. it's nice to get positive feedback. So thank you. For and that. I would say with the advent of um, social media, it's really easy to quickly take a photo and send something back to the person, whether it's your design yeah. or um, one of our listeners, Kate. Um, put an order in with me in my shop and she, I know this morning that she pinged back on Instagram saying on both the crochet circle um, thread and for me at knit it hook it saying look at my lovely parcel that's just yeah. arrived yeah. and do you know what people are quite often quite quick to do the complaint side of things yeah. and especially if you're a small scale business or a designer that instant feedback from somebody means so much and mm -hmm. I don't mean just to us I mean yeah, actually general, generally yeah. put it out there 
um, because it really helps them to know that they're on the right track and it's it's a nice little buzz. It can be quite a lonely situation when you it's just you in a room and you're a really small scale business um, or as you're a designer. Um, it's just nice to get that, that yeah, feedback. And uh, the only thing I would say on the other side of that is, you know, if you if you've got a problem with a pattern, probably find the designer's yeah. email address and email them direct rather than you know just have a moan on on social media because sometimes mistakes do happen yeah. and um you know or if if it's a case of well this bit here i didn't quite understand it yeah maybe it would be better rewritten and that's fine i love feedback like that because yeah. i want my thing my patterns to be, to be usable, usable. Yeah. so if somebody's have has a problem it may mean that it's not written properly so i need to just check it and yeah. so yeah don't be afraid to get back to a designer and say well this part I was a little bit struggling with. Yeah, they they are generally yeah. really helpful, and we'll come back yeah. to you quite yeah, quickly yeah. on on um, where there might be things that you can do differently yeah. within the pattern, or where you may just need a little bit more information. Yeah. yeah. So my what's I good mean, is kind of linked to that as well, in that um, I'm getting lots of really nice feedback on. I'm using Instagram as my main platform on social media for showing the process behind what it is that I do, showing what kind of things I sell, but also just generally showing people the type of person I am and the type of crafter I am. And I use Instagram almost as a means of proving that I am a crocheter and a knitter and a crafter at large. And that if I sell something, it's because I truly believe it's <laughs> the best of that category that should be on the marketplace. Yeah. And people are responding really nicely to that. I, that for the amount of followers that I have, I've got a lot of interaction coming through on the Knit It Hook It site. But also the way we split it is that Lynn does um, Twitter for the Crochet Circle and I do Instagram. And just the amount of response that we get every time we put something up on Instagram, it's just lovely. You, you guys are fab at keeping in touch with us and um, commenting and liking what it is that we're up to and I just I think it's wonderful and it's just really nice again it's that instant feedback of okay people like that kind of styling and like that kind of photo or mm -hmm. that little video snippet and uh, yeah it's really nice that what I'm putting out there is actually being appreciated yeah it's the same it's on Twitter it's nice when people retweet or yeah. respond to a tweet because you think well at least somebody's reading it and we're not wasting our time yeah <laughs> Completely. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. I just not. I don't get that uh, feeling at all with the social yeah. media side yeah. of um, side of things. So, we are crochet underscore circle. Come and join us. Tag us in your stuff, yeah. particularly on Instagram, because it's a bit more friendly mm. for photos and being able to put a bit more detail in yeah. there because you don't have the character limitations. Um, but yeah, get involved. Get get in touch with us through the Ravelry group, through Pinterest, wherever. We'd just love to hear from you and see what it is you're making. Inspire us and inspire others. That's that's what happens when I see other projects. Love it. Love it, love it. So we're done. We're done. Another podcast Another is done. Podcast episode done. nine. Episode nine. Wow. Yarn Pride. <laughs> and episode ten will be our kind of Christmas holidays yeah, one. It will. It seems bizarre to be it saying does. that now because it's still October but we have to plan in advance. Oh, yeah. So thank you very much. Thank you. See you soon. Bye. 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 <laughs>